0: Hey everyone, it's Naomi Sneakers, and welcome to the Firecracker Department. What a gorgeous day it is today! I'm recording this on Monday. I feel like everybody at Grace and Matthews, especially Sebastian, who's the best, and does all our editing, is doing a little dance of joy, because I'm not good with deadlines. I'm very good with deadlines, as in I need them. But I'm supposed to have this done by today, and usually I have it done by... The day before, or maybe the day of, when we're supposed to be releasing the episode. So, um, you know, again, Sebastian's the Sebastian. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, I am, am right now in the Kawartha's, Kawartha's, Ontario, Canada, and uh, it is pouring rain. The mosquitoes are buzzing around my studio slash car. And I thought for a second I wouldn't be able to record because it's so noisy. Sometimes these mosquitoes are so noisy, they sound like the highway. And I, I can hear them at night, and I think, I've escaped the highway to come to Mosquito Highway. And then I fall asleep. It's not so bad. Uh, where are you in the world? What's charging you this week? What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. Uh, feel free to tell me what's inspiring you this week. Uh, Tweet about it, Facebook about it, Instagram about it, and then hashtag inspiration for the week. Yeah. Tell me what you're thinking. I'd love to um, see it. I'd love to share the inspiration. I am seeing a bunch of fringe shows this week. Uh, It's the Toronto Fringe Festival right now. If you're in Toronto, close your eyes, put your finger on any show in Toronto, and go and support it because really i know what goes into doing a fringe show i know what goes into producing any kind of live show and it's a lot a lot of work uh but fringe shows from the moment of creation to flyering to social media stuff to performance it, there's so much that goes into it and um i just think kudos kudos hats off tip of the hat to you everybody for uh, the amount of work that you've put into your fringe productions and uh, everybody should go out and support it, support some live theatre, live dance, or live music. I am and will and have been seeing uh, two shows. One is called Hands Down. These are two of my buddies slash, I say slash a lot, I don't mind, uh, buddies slash colleagues because um, Deanna Palazzo and Jen Pogue both work with the National Theatre of the World and they keep that train a going, oh my gosh. When we're in L.A. and they're helping us produce the live shows, we wouldn't be able to do it without them. Honestly, they're such firecrackers, and they're such hard workers, and they always think above and beyond, too, which I just love. So I'll say, we're doing this project, and Deanna or Jen will come to me and say, have you thought about this, or have you thought about this angle? And, ah, I love them. So as well as helping me with um, the National Theatre of the World, they're also producing shows because they're overachievers. I love them. Um, Can you hear that, Mosquito? Quiet on the set, Mosquito. Jen Pogue is doing a show called Hands Down, and uh, it is written and directed by Warren Sonoda, her her partner, and a director in town. He's fantastic. I can't wait to see it because I know there's a car on stage. That's one of the things I want to see when you have that kind of challenge and you or managed to make it work. But I also am such a huge fan of these actor artists and I can't wait to see what happens when they collaborate. I have some friends, Jane Luke, Christian Potenza's in the cast. I know it's going to be great. So if you can catch Hands Down, do so. The other show I saw last week, which was fantastic, was 13 Ways the World Ends. And that is um, with Deanna Palazzo, who I adore. She's so funny and she's such a lovely actress and uh, you should watch whatever she does because she's really amazing and uh, she is performing this sketch show with her partner Jamie and um, their troupe that they have called Good Morning Apocalypse so go check them out there at Theatre Pass Mirai they're super funny and they're smart and you know what I love about this sketch show is you know some of these folks have been doing sketch for a while some of them are just starting but there's no uh, poo poo bum bum jokes it's smart it's like people have given some thought to these sketches and I, I love that So two shows to go check out. 13 Ways the World Ends and Hands Down. Go get charged to get some inspiration from the Fringe Festival and then tell me all about it. Speaking of inspiration, we have one of my favorite people, Gail Harvey, who is a director artist in town. And um, uh, she's incredible. And this podcast is such a great excuse for me to sit down with some people that I've admired for a long time and uh get to know them a little bit better and gail is one of those people she is um she directs heartland lost girl dark matter she has this great if you can catch um it's on amazon go check it out it's a ricky lee jones documentary and i love ricky lee jones and she um she really oh there pause for plane pause for mosquito and now pause for plane uh, she really delves into uh, Ricky Lee Jones, and she, and Ricky Lee Jones, I can't say just Ricky because I don't know her, but she's really um, she's really open about her life, and uh, it's really really worth catching. So, and then she's just directed a, a film based on Linwood Barclay's um, book, Never Saw It Coming, we, and he's like the um, Canadian Stephen King; he's amazing. So she's always doing something amazing, and I love finding it because she's been in this industry for so long. And she has such great words of wisdom about longevity and, you know, being a woman in this industry and the challenges and the ways of having victories. She's really amazing. And she's a powerhouse. I know you're going to enjoy this uh, interview as much as I enjoy chatting with, with Gail. Here she is, Gail Harvey.
1: went there, I was always intimidated by Los Angeles, until, and then Katie, as you know, my daughter Katie mm-hmm. Bull and the actress, got nominated for an acting award when she was 15. When She was 15 was the first time I went. I went with her, and when I went there, I thought...
0: God, I could have taken this
1: town over. Right.
0: What's wrong with me? Well, it's like a series of strip malls, right? <laughs> it's like, true. It's so, like, it's low-key. And everybody's friendly. Everybody's a wearing... meeting with anyone. But Joga uh, pants. Joga pants. Jogging pants or yoga pants, that's, like, everybody's that's staple. It. I know. I, and, I think uh, I expected everybody to be, like... Bam, like yeah. boobs and botox yeah. and everything. Well, there is a the, lot
1: of that too. There is,
0: <gasps> but it's comical. And it's yeah, but, like, yeah,
1: but wh- so where are you living in LA? In Los Feliz. In Los Feliz, that's yeah. nice. Katie's apartment is on Beachwood, the Hollywood. Sign okay, yeah, 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 nice. Just, just north of Franklin. So that's so. Do nice. you
0: have regrets about not going when you could have? Um,
1: sometimes I think, should I have done that? But I didn't go. I did a movie uh, with North Star years ago called Cold Sweat, and it was really mm-hmm. successful and it had billboards all over los angeles people told me because right. i didn't go right because my kids were young yeah like, they were like four and two and i didn't go because i had kids i didn't i didn't want to leave i wanted to grow up in toronto and i'm yeah. happy that i did that actually well it's not really like you're am. looking
0: like you're busy God, you're yeah but busy... i would
1: love i would love to do some of those amazing tv right. shows you know and um well it, it's not too late. It's, That's not, the too, thing, it's like not too. It, it's not It's not too late. But now I'm looking at. It, I'm so busy here. Yeah. Like I said, like I'm so busy. I like, go. Oh, do I really want to do that? Go down and do all the schmoozing and. Yeah. You know. So it'd be great. So maybe this movie that I'm prepping called Never Saw It Coming, uh, written by Linwood Barkley based on one of his novels. It's it's yeah. an incredible script, and you know you read it and you think this one has a shot because it's it's like a psychological thriller. Yeah. It's a thriller. He's like
0: the Canadian he's Stephen King, Canadian right?
1: Stephen King. Stephen King follows 22 people on Twitter, and Linwood is one of them. No. And in Stephen King's last novel, uh, it's one of the characters is reading a Linwood Barkley novel in yes. the book, right? So yeah. he's an amazing writer, Yeah, and he's an old friend. And how this started was he bought... I have a farmhouse in Prince Edward County, and he was buying a place there, so he said, is it cool, and what's it like? And we yeah. reconnected. Yeah, And so then we went out for dinner after he bought his house... And he said, how do you get a movie made? Like, I've had all these novels, options, like huge Hollywood studios and option, and there's been bidding wars, and I've made tons of money, but nothing's ever been made. So I said, do you have a little novel? Yeah. Like, something little that I could do here. And he said, "I, I do, actually, called Never Saw It Coming. So he sent it to me, like, I think two days later. And I read it, and I thought... A, I thought it was amazing. B, I thought it was written to be a movie. Yeah. And C, it's a winter movie. So I immediately thought of the Northern
0: Heritage Fund. Right. And you also wanted to make your life more challenging by shooting in the winter, sh- right? shooting Why in not? the winter. No,
1: but it's it's an incredible winter movie. Yeah. And so the Northern Ontario Heritage Fund has been, they've been incredible. And all the, all the people there have been amazing and very helpful. And we went and we location scouted in Sudbury. And I swear to God, we found it almost everything in one day and locations, all locations and locations that i don't think we would have found in toronto because you know in sudbury there's lots of individual owners there's not a lot of chains right. there's not and, and you know so the houses haven't all been renovated right. to death and everything so it's exactly what we needed yeah for this so it's been incredible so i'm going monday and I'm really excited about yeah. it. You know, and I thought this is cool. There were some cool restaurants downtown. I don't need a lot. No. You know, I lead a simple kind of you're life. You're for work. A blink. Yeah. And you're in the hotel yeah. room. So mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, did you think this was what you would be doing in your life? Directing? Yeah, like you the, I know no. you started out as a stills photographer. Yeah. I always wanted to in, be a photographer. And so you never thought past that? You were like, That's all I wanna do?
1: Yeah. When I was three years old, uh, my parents had a flat in a house, and the, there was a. They had a son who was a teenager, and he used to babysit me. And he his hobby was photography. So ah. we used to, he used to take in the dark room. I love the pictures. Dar- I had a dark stuff. room. Did you? I yeah, loved it. it was my favorite. And I thing. loved it. And so I we didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up. Where's so that? Where did you I grew up in Toronto, right. in kind of the east end of Toronto, and I'd see people with cameras on around. They and go, "Oh, amazing! That's really what I want." So yeah. I have cheap cameras. And then I was a flight attendant. I don't know if you knew that. Didn't about know me. that. Yeah, I worked for Ward Air, and the very first thing I bought my one of my first flights was to Barbados, and on a, a turnaround, go to Barbados and back on the same day. Yeah. And I went into the duty free, and I bought a Pentax camera. Wow. That was the first thing I bought, and then I started taking pictures, and then I started. Did you
0: just were you just doing a flight attendant just for like a money making? Well, like I, I
1: spent a year in Europe, and I ran out of money, and I was taking pictures then too because I had a you know a cheapish yeah, yeah. camera. And I took a lot of pictures then, and so I didn't want to stop traveling. So I applied to Ward Air. I said, "How do I keep traveling?" Yeah, and I applied to Ward Air from Europe, and then I came and they, and I got accepted into their training class and did it, and then started flying. And I'm still friends with some of those women. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a whole other. Like, that's yeah, a movie. Forty years self-aware. later. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, you hang out a lot, and and so did you ever study uh, photography at all? I took. I mean, not really. I remember I took a course in much a darkroom course in Montreal. <clears throat> yeah. I was in Montreal for part of the time when I was a flight attendant. And I just was always fascinated with photography. And I just started taking pictures. And I met some, I bought a condo, a small condo. Always was into real estate because yeah. that's how you... we talked right. about this. Yeah. We talked about like that's the right. investment yeah. of real estate. And um, <clears throat> and then there were two photographers from the Toronto Sun that, that lived in the building. And so
0: right. I started hanging out with them and... So were you in, so you also uh, studied psychology, right? Mm-hmm. So I it did. feels like everything you did le- is leading up to like the person you are now, as mm-hmm. it is with everybody. I guess so. But like you think mm-hmm. about studying psychology mm-hmm. and how like everything that you've done has such a psychological base to it. Mm-hmm. It feels like there's not, there's not a lot of trite direction that you do, <laughs> you know, like people... you don't do frivolous, like
1: yeah,
0: farces or anything like that. Everything has got like a really <clears throat> strong storyline.
1: I think I've always been fascinated with people. Yeah. And what makes people tick. And that's why I study psychology yeah. and I love people and I I think I'm an empath yeah. <laughs> in quotes or whatever that is. But I I, I think that I can f- you know, feel what's going on if you go in a room and with people. Yeah. And I think that helps me all the time when I'm directing. Yeah. And I don't think that I Like, I'm not thinking when I'm directing. If I'm watching the monitor, I'm more feeling it, if that makes sense. Totally. And so I've always been fascinated with human behavior and people. And so I think that's probably why I took psychology.
0: Well, let's go back for a second. So you did... You did psychology and photography at the same time because you were just sort of dabbling in photography. Yeah, what yeah. was I well, Actually, moment I did. That... I,
1: did, I, did um, I finished my degree when I was doing the Ward Air training. Right. So oh I my had to God. write the exams. So you're so like
0: one a- of those lazy people that mm-hmm. just do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 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 waiting to get lazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> that could be the title of your book. Waiting yeah, waiting. That is a
1: good title. <laughs> yeah, waiting to get lazy. I don't know
0: if it's in. I don't think it's in your bones. Sometimes I
1: think. What well, I need. Remember when people used to take like a year sabbatical? I have heard
0: about that. Yeah, that was in the <laughs> yeah. olden days. But no, I hear people artists taking year sabbaticals, think saying year I'm off. not going to do it. I'm just going to go live. Yeah, I'm going to fuel. Yeah. and then come back. Yeah. and it's been. I've heard that's good. I can, I don't know if I could do it. I don't I know like if I could do it either.
1: Sometimes I think that I could, that it would be good. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, my my dad died about a year and a half ago. My mom's in a nursing home, so I've got the, the worry of that. And I try yeah. to, you know, when I'm working, I run over and try and visit her Are every they in day. Toronto? And yeah, it's, yeah. Well, Are yeah, the, 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 in the East End house I grew up in yeah. Oh, my right. gosh. My dad lived there until there. he died. And then my mom was in the nursing home before because she can't, she's bedridden. So it's, you know, she has bad rheumatoid arthritis, so it's right. really sad. So. You know, there's all that stuff. So I think, well, I could just could I? I don't don't know. know. Could you? Do you I don't don't know. I couldn't just like if you were just looking after your
0: your mom. Yeah. No.
1: No, but I do think sometimes that um, the jobs we have are very demanding. Mm -hmm. But also, we're creating our own work at the same time. Mm -hmm. And when you work for yourself, you're always afraid to say no
0: to a job. You, do you ever say no to anything? No, job? I was saying I have the curse of the improv, yes and, because right? I don't say no to anything. Yeah. But I'm also fueled by it, so yeah. I don't know. I love it. I love working. Yeah. I really do. But Where do you think you get that from, your folks? Hmm. What did you, your dad and mom do?
1: My dad was a country and western star who was in recorded in Nashville and no Elvis kidding. Presley and Johnny Cash and everything. My brother did a documentary film about him called Paper Promises which is the name of one of his songs. But he ended up not being... He was on the inaugural list of the Country and Western Music Association with everybody that's famous in country music. There was like 120 people on it or something. And he played the Ryman Auditorium when he was 80. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but he got out of music because rock How and roll he really came passed in? away? He was 87. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So... Rock and roll came in, so no one wanted country music. So right. he ended up working in a factory. So he was always kind of wow. miserable and really wanting. Put the guitar down, and then my brother decided to do this movie. I wanted to do a movie on him. When he saw that he was on the inaugural list of the Country Music Association, yeah. he said, let's...
0: Yeah, when you realize Dad, your parents are playing. actually... I'm, yeah. start like, playing. Oh,
1: I remember, well, I used to watch him on TV when yeah. I was a kid, you know? Yeah. And my mother was his manager.
0: No way. Yeah,
1: Yeah, but she was also a housewife, but she also... She's been on the front page of the Toronto Sun protesting the Liberal government years ago when they stopped the LIP grants, whatever it, Liberal, what, was that? what did it stand for? I know it was LIP grants, but anyway, yeah. well, so they both were, were they're from Newfoundland, uh, both creative, both smart, Yeah. I don't know, and it was kind of a household where it wasn't really expected you were going to go to university, but sort right. of whatever you wanted to do was okay. Like the, right, you didn't have to become a this or a no. that, or and and art was appreciated. You know, music was appreciated. So, I don't know. We're Gosh, the, I mean, so the question. I'm was, just curious. Uh, that's why I'm so
0: busy all the time. I think that's my grandma lived to be 105, and every time I asked her, like, why do you think? Because she'd be like, I I want to go, and I was like, Why do you think you're still here? She's like, Ah, I'm curious. Nosy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm curious about things. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's interesting. But I think like but your I think we- that's work ethics they're definitely connected. Like, look, your folks were. Yeah. Hard-working folks. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, yeah, I know they worked hard, but I I don't look at it as work, if that makes sense. Sometimes when things pile up on me, like like they're piling up on me now a yeah. little bit, it feels like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, I just want to lie on the floor, you know? But
0: <laughs> Yes. But, yes, but there's the work aspect of our career, right? Yes. It's the work aspect is the schedule.
1: The schedule, which is yes. sort of and, I, and I have, like I feel th- th- there aren't a lot of still aren't a lot of women directors, as you know, right.
0: So, do you feel that pressure? Like, because you're one of the prominent, most prominent yes. female directors in our community. Yes, I would say so. I would say so. Do you feel mm-hmm. like you're the pressure of you being like the spokesperson for female directors? Well, no, but that's my that's actually my passion, right? So I I right. teach
1: workshops with the National Screen Institute and for directors of diversity. Which means sorry, do you do that women. from like one
0: o'clock in the morning to the No, 5 that was that's for
1: like a, just it's like for three weeks or something in a June. Right. right. But I don't know if it's happening this year, but right. the last two
0: years. And I'm always... I'd like, like you to eat that cracker. I don't know that noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but people know we're eating crackers. We're having wine. Chewing. I want you to enjoy your um, cheese and I'm, cracker. I am enjoying
1: it. Okay. But I, I was in high school. We weren't allowed to wear pants. Girls what? weren't allowed to wear pants. So I used to take in a Toronto? petition in Toronto. Take a petition around. So That's how old I am. Take a petition around so that girls could wear
0: pants to school. So do you I'm think... I'm still doing that. Still lobbying yeah. for women, right? Yeah. But, but do you think that's from, like, your mom's side? Because your mom was so politically active? Like, where do you get that inspiration? No, I just,
1: just, I just get angry. Yeah. I just think it's really unfair. I don't like injustice, and I think that, you know, particularly in our country where things are funded by taxpayers' dollars, mm-hmm. 50% or 51%, whatever it is, are women putting that money in. Why aren't there women directing things? Right. You know, it's like the well, liberal government with having, you know, putting women in the cabinet and stuff. Yeah. So. It's 2016. I have that T-shirt because yeah. it's 2015. Is actually the T-shirt. Was it 15? 15. Uh-huh. Holy crap. I bought a red one and a black one. <laughs> <laughs> just for those days. And I wear well why are you wearing that? Well, and here's why. Yeah. But, I mean, and CBC has been amazing. They were the first people to say, to demand that they hire
0: 50% women. So. Yeah. So it has gotten better. It's gotten like, better. Looking back at your time, because mm-hmm. I just want to talk about that transition mm-hmm. of um, being a photographer, because you were like hanging out with... Yeah, crazy celebrities. Yeah, still like I was a
1: very, very successful still photographer. Yeah, but I was on the road with Terry Fox. Right, and so that got me into the film industry in a weird way because they way. were shooting his documentary. They were shooting his. It was actually a TV, a movie about him that Bob Cooper was doing here before he went to L.A. to become head of HBO or whatever he became, and um, they called and he was doing it with HBO. He was the Canadian producer, and they called McLean's magazine and asked them to recommend a photographer. They need someone for five days. And so they said, well, get Gail. She was on the road with Terry Fox. So when I went to set, and I'd done a book about him, they were using the book for sets and wardrobe. And I thought, this is cool. Yeah. But it never occurred to me. My sister, Robin, was an actress. And I used to always think, oh, I like the real world. I like going out. And I do. I still love the real world.
0: But it feels like your real world is, that they're melding now. Yes. Well,
1: what happened is she became a journalist and I I became a director. So we kind of switched careers in a weird way. Not on purpose, just kind of happened. But I thought, wow, this is cool. So realizing, and I think Hemingway said you can say more in fiction than you can... With, in real life, okay. you know, and I think maybe that's true. I think that sometimes you can hold a mirror up to the world, which is what you do as a photographer, and I still love photography, I still yeah. do it all the time, but I think that there's so much, and plus, working with all the different departments, I find that incredible, working with people, it's a very collaborative art form, yeah. you know, it truly is. And so what happened was I went there, and this guy was, was their everyday photographer, and he was at the time making 350 bucks a day, and it was in 82 or something. It was a ton of money. Yeah, right. And I said, hmm, this is cool. And then I, one of the pictures I took won an art director's award in Los Angeles. It became the poster. And so then Bob Cooper started hiring me for all his movies. And the next movie he did was with Elizabeth Taylor. So then I had wow. worked with Elizabeth Taylor. So then Hollywood Studios knew who I was. So then they yeah. started. that. And that was when there was a lot of movies. Hollywood was open to you. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. So you did that for how many years? Hmm. That's a good question. I would say, well, I did it for
1: a good ten years, okay. but I, but but also ran all the photography at TIFF and right. did a lot of portraits of politicians, like very famous people. I photographed, and I, and when I was a photojournalist, I mean even longer. I was like I was a photojournalist when I was twenty three years old. So that that feels like. Did you ever feel like you're out
0: of your depth? I don't know depth? how
1: I did. Well no and i don't know why i didn't actually because yeah. everyone told me i couldn't do it it was like you can't how, how can you get't it so how does that sit like, well, do 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 it you? like somebody say do the same it's still it's not really that different yeah you know in many ways because the like film now, industry yeah the film industry is a definitely a man's world particularly large budgeted films you know right. you never see very many women directing the huge budget films no and i don't know how i became actually i just i just wanted to do it i just so i just I don't know. I just went and did it. But you never I, I had took like pictures a... and I went to the Toronto Sun. I remember I, I took it to one of the editors and he said, "Oh, publish that." It was my first published picture. Was that and Terry I, Fox's? No, that was um, that was a picture of a windsurfer in the beach. Was the huh. first picture? And he was falling over and he was. In, you know, I don't I don't even know
0: why he published it. So the t- the transition between that and making films. Yeah. How did that happen then?
1: Well, I made a short film because I was I was on set with and Margaret Allen Alda on a movie, and I was really are you pregnant. one of those
0: people that get get starstruck? Or are you just like, no, just never.
1: No. And I, I mean, people
0: are just people to yeah. me, and I'm just I, working together. Just all working yeah. together, yeah, never. I have that feeling too. Yeah. I try to anyway. Like there are sometimes I'm like,
1: oh yeah, who who are you starstruck by?
0: Um, well, the it's the contrasting like we did. Robin Williams turned up for a set once at Second City mm-hmm. that I was not starstruck. We were just two people trying to make some jokes on stage, which mm-hmm. was thankfully awesome. amazing. So were you never starstruck about the? I'm it's trying. Like Shirley MacLaine is Shirley in there? Ma- right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean they're just all kind of normal people. Right. You know that's what I find. I find that people are just people and. People in particular, people that have made it, are I. You know, I haven't fa- had any trouble, no, you know, or whatever. But I think one of my skills is disarming people. Yeah,
0: it <laughs> probably makes you a good director, and it makes too, me right? a good director. Yeah. And it made
1: me a, a, a very successful photographer because people would just come in and just be kind of relaxed, you know, and. And tried to do it that way, and I was very fast. as same as, as I'm as a director, I'm very organized, yeah. and I, you know, I rarely do overtime because I think twelve hours is long enough to work. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like that's hard. Twelve hours, like yeah. it's crazy. That should be my next passion to try and change. I think the hours are way too long. It's a 12 hour day. is a filthy, yeah. That's crazy. You can't have a life or family. I mean, you can as a director because you get lots of time off whether you want it right. or not. <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah. But when you're a regular on a series or something, I don't know how those people do it.
0: Yeah, I don't. You know, incredible. Yeah. Amazing. Really respect actors. Twenty three to thirty three, you'd say, doing photography. Thirty three,
1: even no, even even longer. I was at the film center when I was pregnant with my son, so I was. So how how does family
0: entwine in there for you? Thirty six. Um.
1: Well.
0: Like, did you you know know you wanted a family, and you were like, "I gotta figure this out." I did. No, no, I did.
1: Because as
0: females in our industry, that's something that you actually have to give a lot of thought for, like in this age. And I actually, it's funny
1: when people started saying to me, when my son was 16, well, your career's really taking off. I said, yeah, my son's 16. Right. So I didn't take any jobs out of town, and I, I mean, it was hard when I worked. I remember Katie saying to me when she was a little girl that how she hated that I was going to go to work and do a movie. I hate, I said, yeah, but your best friend Caitlin's mom's a lawyer. She goes to work every day. And she said, yeah, but she's used to it, Right. (laughs) But that's true. I thought, you can't, you can't win, right? No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. The child logic. I remember but reading Nora Ephron said, "Her your kids don't want you to win the Nobel Prize. Right. No. You know, they really don't. They want they you, just win just the want you to the Nobel Prize home. of mom. Yeah. 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 They just yeah. want you to be home. I don't think
0: they have that yet for Nobel Prize. There should they be. They should. So that you... But, so
1: I think that I
0: definitely,
1: um, you know, I, I, I didn't take a lot of jobs when I had when my kids were little. Right. So and I'm happy you? that I did, like I didn't go to LA. And right. that was the movie, you know, when they were little, I remember working overnights and coming home and they'd be watching cartoons, eating cereal and I would feel like I was on acid because right. I mean, I'd been up so long and yeah. to So it wasn't easy when you were working. It's tough. Yeah.
0: And uh, were you in there alone, like in, did you have like the support of their, their No, no, father? their dad was
1: there for no for sure. And my yeah. parents were around. My All parents right. were our night It's another thing Katie said, Caitlin had a Filipino nanny and so she wanted one. Like,
0: everybody has. <laughs> I Filipinos. want one now. Want oh yeah, I want, I, want, I want a wife. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Everyone has Filipino nannies, and I want a Filipino nanny. I said, when you grow up, you're going to be really happy. It was your grandparents that looked after you. So my parents, when I was doing a movie, they would move in. So there was lots of help
0: around. I was very lucky. It does seem like you have a very enviable family um, core. Like you, Katie, your son, like... Yeah, we're very tight. Yeah, we are Which is extraordinary in this industry. Like, it's not an easy thing to keep together, but... I mean, you and Katie yeah. started your own production company. Yeah,
1: and yeah, and so we're doing this movie, and we have a show in development with CBC that we hope to hear about. So we're getting very close to yeah. pick pickup, so fingers crossed on that.
0: What do you do when you're lazy? Um,
1: well, you know, I, I have a farmhouse in Prince Edward yeah. County. I go there, and that's really nice. Yeah. And I, I'm lazy sometimes. You know, I like. Lately, I've been sleeping in more if yeah. I'm not working. Yeah, so it's just good. I try not to be busy, busy, busy. So I. You know, get up and I meditate. I I, sometimes I meditate. I get up, meditate, do some yoga. Is that a regular thing for you? Yeah, meditation is a regular
0: thing. for Have you done that forever?
1: For a long time. And what do you? How do you
0: find it changes? Like, did you see a change in yourself when you started meditating? Mm -hmm.
1: I've always done yoga, so I've always tried to be that kind of ground. Just to ground yourself, I think, is really important. To be grounded. Especially
0: as directors, right? Because there's so Yeah, many and I remember one director parts.
1: came to me and said, why are you so calm on set? You know, I'm, I'm pacing. I pace all the time. I said, well, well I'm doing yoga right now. Is she yeah. looking at me? Because, you know, I breathe. I always try to really be mindful of my breathing and yeah. stuff and try to remain calm. I don't believe in losing it or really getting angry. It happens rarely. Right. My son actually said that's a character flaw of mine, that I don't have anger. You never?
0: Have you ever lost it on set? Never. Never? Never lost it on set. Never. Not even because never. you're tired. That's amazing. Never.
1: I've tried been trying not to cry yeah. on set. <laughs> <laughs> and it I hasn't. cried in the car on the way home when I was being... Luckily, they. you know, it's nice to get driven home. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you don't, don't have to get, get so I don't. Yeah, guy. so... Um, and Helen Shaver, another woman director, said to me, I she, think she, her husband's in grip, and she said, my husband told me women directors can never cry on set.
0: What and do you so think I about don't.
1: that? Well, I do, I think you could cry. I cry sometimes watching the monitor. That's the a different kind of crying so different. Though. You can't <laughs> cry though, you can't. Yeah. You know, and it's not like you can't be weak. Once, a producer told me once, and I, I talk about this a lot, that I was too nice to be a director. And I really didn't understand that, but it is sometimes misconstrued as weakness. Well, being what do you nice. think about the
0: idea of being weak? Then, like that's a huge thing for women in general, right? Like, yes. don't, don't show signs of weakness. But yeah, what happens if we all just reveal that we're all a bit flawed? And oh then we'll yeah, be relatable. well I think yeah,
1: well I think. I think there's no question that everybody knows that I I know that I'm flawed. <laughs> I always say to everybody when I start, there are no dumb questions. Like nobody knows all the answers. Just ask away. Right. And but I do think that as a woman director, you have to be decisive. Or as any any director, any director, I think you're director, the best right? best kind of directors are decisive. Because if a director doesn't have vision, women, but why is go, that particularly thing? Because a people. I think people challenge women in positions of power, mm-hmm. and I think that most of the people, I, most times, I'm on a location scout and I'm the only woman on the bus. Right. Right. Yeah. And so it's Still, weird right? for them that yeah. I'm the boss in some ways. Right. It's it's kind of weird. They're more they're more used to it now. Yeah.
0: I think you've seen a shift over um, over the. I think that career? people
1: have always. I mean, I th- I think I'm the kind of person that w- that I've always been a leader, Yeah. and I think that when I'm on set, like, I don't think there is really any question with the crew members who's in charge, but I tell you, you get, like, two shots to let them know that, that I know what I'm doing. Like your
0: first two shots. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like a Do you have, of like, setups. a tradition of any kind when you start a project of, like talking like a speech that you give people?
1: No, not really. Yeah. I just kinda of go on and say, okay, you no, let's walk just just look, know that you're in charge. Yeah. Know that you know what you're doing. That's important. Yeah. Because you know what it's like. You must have been on sets where it's floundering and it kinda of goes through every department. Yeah. And right? you see and, people
0: losing confidence. That's for, right. And yeah. then
1: every and then everybody's everybody has an idea then. Or yeah. everybody's got everybody's questioning everything. Oh my God. And then it then it becomes like a cluster Am I yeah. gonna say that? Sure, say <laughs> that. <laughs> a cluster and then that's that's bad. So I try to not have that But
0: who taught you that? Like, is that something you learned just from watching? Because you were... I uh, did get to
1: watch a lot of people work, right? When I was a photographer on film sites. So I I learned by
0: osmosis, I guess. Because you must have watched, like, men of, like, extreme authority and extreme weakness and women of extreme... Yeah, I really there were no women that I no. watched. But you saw like did. the success of like the different I, directors and what that Yes, felt.
1: but I also had some great mentors, right? Yeah. Like I was a, I was a photographer people. on a film called Suspect that Arthur Penn directed here and he did Bonnie and Clyde. You you probably know who he is. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of young people don't know who he is. Yeah. <clears throat> but a, f- a famous amazing director, his brother's Irving Penn, the famous photographer. So it was cool. Yeah. And then when I went to the film center, I a cough. Yeah. <clears throat> it was a friend of <clears throat> Norman, so he came up and helped us with our short films and he took me under his wing. Right. And there's not a day that I direct that I don't think of something he said, honest That's to God. That's amazing. Yeah. You're so yeah, lucky. Incre- Mentors so lucky. are hard to find. You know, I've been lucky. Yeah. And Philip Borsos, Canadian director. Again, a lot of people don't know who he is. He passed away and he did a movie called The Grey Fox and which is one of the best Canadian film, one of the best films ever made, not Canadian.
0: <clears throat> Sorry, I not It's so funny that. how we have to say like mm-hmm. Canadian film or like yeah. she's the best female director. Like yeah, well, why can't she just be the best director? You know what I mean? Like I don't think yeah, you have to know. clarify
1: Oh, you shouldn't it. have
0: to, but you do. But he was great too. I mean, a lot
1: of people really helped me, so I try to give back. I try to help people whenever I can. How do you do that? Like, are you I, um... well? Do all I do a lot of those workshops. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm asked to speak, I speak, and I try and help young people that want to direct. And if I don't get a job, I think they lose. Oh, it's their loss. Right. You know, unless I'm unless when I was really broke, I'd be like. Oh. And there was one time I wanted to quit directing because I had been such a successful photographer. And I remember, like, you know, I wasn't used to, to failing. It wasn't like I was failing. I was working and stuff. Yeah. But I wasn't, like, I'd get really close to getting, so you know what it's like as an actor. Daily. H- horrible. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how actors do it. And I would be like, ugh. I remember Perry Zimmel's my agent, and I called him. I said, you know what? I'm going to quit. And he said, N- No. <laughs> You know, Perry. To, I'll allow you to quit. No, there's no way. Like, no. I said, I haven't worked in a year. He said, it doesn't matter. People don't work for three years. Don't worry. You're going to work. That's a good agent. Because some okay. agent would be like, okay. fine. Fine. No. Do you need to do it? You're bothering me. Like a, no. no, no. He's like a brother. Yeah. Which is amazing. So he wouldn't let me quit. So that's why I'm here.
0: What was the thing that made, Like, just because you were... I can't remember. It was a, a
1: TV series where they were doing... What was it called? They were doing half-hour shows on impressionist painters and I thought this is amazing because I love art and mm-hmm. i remember going to Paris seeing all the impressionist painters yeah. you know they painted on cardboard and they and I thought oh, I can do that like, yeah I was always you felt like it was in your stuff. wheelhouse you could do it yeah. right it made made it more human than the books and the fancy frames and everything you yeah know? agreed yeah and um, I really wanted to do it and I didn't I almost got the job and I didn't get it I thought this is terrible but then I just kept, we just keep going.
0: Was there something that like, because I think we've all had that moment in our in our, our careers where we're about to ca- cash it in and go and... I don't, I don't know, know why
1: it. actors do it, but what I say to people is that you cannot fail unless you quit. That's a beautiful thing about mm-hmm.
0: what we do. Mm-hmm. Because... But also, it's our power. Like, we can... Yeah. Like, you and... You're your proof of that, that you create because like even the the show that you're doing in Sudbury yeah that was your instigation it's not your yes. you're not sitting in your place and beaches no, waiting no. for people to hand you work no and you can't I think people oh, do that's why Katie started writing yeah and, and directing and mm-hmm. directing oh yeah, yeah everything her uh, she's short film the world straight, that, one. that she
1: just did with Bravo yeah
0: fabulous yeah so but was there ever a time when you're like I'm gonna go into nursing <laughs> not that nursing's not a not a cool, cool job. Profession. I could never do I look but at I people like, how do people do that job? Just can't. So. It's not, it's just, not what we could do. But was there a time so that you were like.
1: those people that are. Like, I look at those people in the hospital stuff. I go, wow. Saints, actually. I think right, they're but, saints. I could
0: never do it. I'm not a saint. No, but and, you talk through kindness through your directing. Like, I do. You do have that kindness because yeah. you pull these stories out of people. And I've seen like your work before where people's performances are on a level of emotional depth. That not everybody gets to, and that yeah. might be your psychological training. Like, I think training, it's, I think it's again. Your... I
1: think it's it's disarm. It's just making people feel comfortable. Yeah. To, uh, you know what I think it is? I think it's letting. It's trust. When you work mm-hmm. with an actor, I think mm-hmm. it's trust they, that they have to trust that you won't let them look like idiots. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it it's the hardest job in the world, and yeah. I tell that to every crew member that it, and great actors make it look easy but you stand up there and bare your soul and bring up all your emotional trauma and everything else that yeah. you're bringing up right and, and and try to do it like I don't know how actors do it I'm in awe of actors I love actors and I think it's it's phenomenal like yeah. I often think it's like channeling or something like I don't know sometimes you see a great actor Yeah. Maybe get it's... goosebumps right it's like it's something else when's the last time you saw somebody that gave you goosebumps I think it, it. I mean, it happens. I would say all the time, but pretty regularly. There's some great actors that I've had the opportunity to work with. Yeah, you know, and I and I get excited. Like you see it, and it, and something Arthur Penn said to me, and I, and I never do this. Is he said it's a stupid director that figures out how an actor should play a part. Right. Because and I never like I'll I'll like bring it. Yeah, whatever you like. Let them bring their life to the set. Do you have too. big
0: discussions with your actors before? They're working We talk like, a lot about it. Yeah, talk about the characters. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I don't like see the director until like from audition to.
1: Sure. Then you're there. Set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do yeah. you have like big? I usually discussions? try to have a phone call, but on a TV series, no.
0: No. Nope. So you were part of doing like Lost Girl and yeah. Heartland, and yeah. that's that's like a well-oiled machine. Those, yeah, both of those shows. Yeah,
1: were. I just did Dark Matter. Yeah, same Lost Lost Girl crew, which was it was fun. Yeah, just kind of got, got your head around. Okay, now I'm in outer space, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. It was yeah. great, right? Was that a departure for you?
0: No, like no, because I've kind of done Lost
1: Girl, so that was a sci-fi show too. Right. So all kinds of stuff. No, I, I mean, I think that basically. Whatever type of show you're doing, you're still dealing with people.
0: Yeah, whether they're aliens
1: or whether not. Whether <laughs> they're aliens or they got one eye or not, or like whatever, yeah. you're still
0: dealing with people. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like when you're working with actors, there's like clues or cues that you can do to help bring out those stories? <clears throat> um, or bring out again, the going
1: back to being someone who can read people really well. I yeah. think that's a big part of my job is to be able to figure out. What allows an individual to do their best work? That's my job. Yeah, my job is figuring out what they need, and it's never analyze things a million times and talk about motivation and you know like thousands of thoughts that you have about a character. It's never that. Right. I. I it's never that to get a good performance. It's like letting people feel supported. Maybe giving them one or two little notes, like I never give more than one or two notes. It's like it's like sculpting emotions in a weird way. Just take a little bit of, take a little bit of the jealousy off there and add a little more pain over here. You know, a little sous of Yeah, a little, yeah. What, yeah. But it is because a great actor has all kinds of colors that they bring, right? Yeah. So it's just, and sometimes you know the way you imagined a scene is not how the scene ends up. Yeah. I mean I'm pretty good at I can read a script and I know what's going on. you see know I it. know how I want to see it. But an actor will bring something that that I Oh my God. Like it's just incredible and I never even thought of that. Right. And sometimes you have opposing views. With the actor. Well sure. Well When's I, all I actually that thought happened? on set have you ever, like had that I'm kind of like think, you know I'm really bad at thinking of like specific times. That happens a lot. I mean, it just happened on dark matter. I can't remember exactly, but I'll I'll often say, okay, let's do it this way. and Then we'll do it. We'll do it both ways. Mm. Yeah. Right. You know what? An extra take. Well, once you're set up, doesn't take that long. Right. But I've gotten into the position sometimes where, it, always like I find with some young actors and some younger shows, and then, people, I want. I know. I want another one. I want another one. Another. And so then, like it's again, it's that balance. Yeah. Where okay, no, there I have to say no. Yeah. Even if I
0: could, but because it's a. It's setting a standard, right? Or that goes I mean? back to what you're saying. Like you have to sort of define who you are as a director. Yes. And Going, and you know what? If I give you another take, I'm gonna give everybody another right. take. Right. Or when I and sometimes have to be in me- charge.
1: Yes, and you have to know. It's just it's just reading situations.
0: I yeah. think, is really important. It's almost like you have a bit of a sixth sense, like, and that yes. could be from your meditation, your yeah. yoga stuff, where yeah. you just or feel it.
1: Th- I don't know. I just think you're born with it. I think that people are born with it, and people maybe bury it a lot. Yeah, what do you think that is?
0: I don't know. That's like a useful tool. Why would we bury it?
1: Well, because it's not... I mean, I definitely think some people have more of it than other people do like mm-hmm. I don't know if it's ESP like whatever you want to call it right yeah ESP gets a bad rap it does right? because it's it more sounds it is so it's about 20-20. reading reading emotions and like I actually can feel other people's feelings half going to like, go away I can't go to I hate going to malls for example because right. I pick up energy <laughs> right? right I pick up energy yeah. sometimes I feel like and then I start feeling oh I'm all discombobulated you must now. be exhausted at the end yeah. of the day so it's when, draining
0: but it's good in my job it's great you know um, you're in the right place. Mm-hmm. Did you ever nice. think you'd do anything else? We started talking now? about, like, like in your time from being yeah. a stills oh, yeah, photographer, right. did you ever think you would...
1: Like, act? get another job yeah. now? No, yeah.
0: not really. Not now, but, like, during your journey. No, you no. Know, no. It was always back to directing, back to the film yeah. business.
1: Yeah, I, I sometimes say, I could just do photography again. Yeah.
0: I could do that. I've seen some of your photos on social media stuff, and they're stunning, too. I, and they I, also yeah. capture this great... Like, again, these performances, and I feel, um... I'm really intrigued about how you managed to pull that out of people. Like, I was watching that performance of Maria Del Mar from right. the,
1: um... Looking the original sin. Yeah, and it's... Yeah. She was like, I don't know her very it, well, but right? she's
0: terrifyingly beautiful in it, yeah. you know? And Katie yeah. also. Yeah. Um, I think Katie can do anything, but, like, she... Every time I see her, it's like, oh, you can do that, too. Yeah. But, like, how... Like, is that you just listening to what they have and and and... Focusing you or supporting should ask them,
1: I guess, but I yeah. think they're I in think,
0: next week. Oh, <laughs> our cracker department. No, I. Don't. <laughs> I'd love to get her in there. Yeah,
1: yeah, you should get Maria and
0: Katie for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. There's still, so many just like flew back to New York now, but she's coming back. Oh so. yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. I think it's just. Do you have a success story, like when you're um, struggling with a performance that you were able to say the right thing at the right time? Because I feel like that's also something when...
1: It's just it's just knowing just a little something to yeah. say. Just, and that's all it is. Because when I this is something I learned when I was an on on-set still photographer, watching other directors talk to actors and yeah. watching actors' eyes glaze over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, like I, getting up here. You don't want to be in your head. You want to be here. Oh, God, yes. And so I think that I connect on an emotional
0: level. It drives me crazy when I can feel my... my Heart leaving and my brain. Yeah, goes, so you I'm have like, to start now. And please, no. stop talking. Yeah, yeah,
1: stop. It's not. It doesn't
0: work. So it it. Has, Same goes for comedy. Goes you for anything. Do a lot of comedy. I do some comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels like your yeah. your forte is in the heart. Yeah, but that's not necessarily away yeah. from comedy. No, no. I've done. I've done comedy. Yeah,
1: but I. I always. I never play the comedy when I do comedy. Right. So I do that it's kind just of clarity. Yeah. You know because it is it's there it's like it's because life is funny. Life is everything, right? Yeah. Tragedy and comedy go together.
0: Totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Uh we're just crying for different reasons, right? Yeah. Um laughing or crying, like I know. You know? I know. Um
1: that's wild. So so when you, you Mitchell have a line, Laughing and Crying, you know, it's the same release. It is, I agree. I told you when I, what is it? I told you when I left you, I was crazy. Do, 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 do. From her album Blue? Um, yeah, from, that's that's from my Blue or Courtney Spark. I think it's from Gordon
0: Spark. Blue was my favorite album. Speaking of music, let's talk mm-hmm. about Ricky Lee Jones a little right. bit. He's also one of my favorite. When I knew that you were working on that documentary, did you see it? I
1: haven't seen it yet. I'll send it. Well, it's on, on
0: Amazon. Oh no, I'll buy but it. I would I can send it to you. Oh my God, <laughs> I'm su- she. There's something about the quality of her voice. You know, she
1: sings like, she sounds like a child sometimes. Yeah. She's like
0: incredible. I just saw her. I just got back from Montreal. Tell me about how that happened,
1: that documentary. Well, that happened because my boyfriend said, she was playing at the Danforth Music Hall, I guess three years ago now, and he said, let's go see, let's go see her, because he's a big music nut, as am I. So we went to see her. Like I bought tickets, and then Katie said to me, "Mom, you're an idiot. We know her manager, Peter Wark, because Joseph Arthur, who I don't know if you know who he is, also an amazing musician, was managed by Peter. And like we know Joseph, and then he just started managing Ricky Lee. and I guess for, I forgot he said that Katie remembered. So I phoned him. He said, "Oh yeah, I'll get you tickets. I'm not. I said oh, I got tickets. Are you coming to see right. him? He said, oh, "I'll get you We got seats in the third row. Amazing. Okay, okay. I brought Katie. She'd never she she didn't know who she was. Yet she knew who Joni Mitchell was and David Crosby. It's yeah. just some of the same... Some of the same era. Yeah. And I thought, why doesn't she know who she is? How come nobody knows who she is? Yeah. Because a lot of people don't know who she is. So when yeah. we went to see her, that's something I get goosebumps thinking about that concert. She was so incredible. She was talking about turning 60. she perform 60. live
0: a lot? She does. Does she? Oh, yeah. She does tour. She's going to tour in Australia. Right. Next. So she's and, talking about turning 60?
1: Yeah, she's talking about turning 60 and having her birthday. That blows and what my it was mind. Like and, yeah. and so I thought... Peter phoned me the next day, and he said, how was it? And I said, she was, like, amazing. Like, honestly, one of the best concerts I've ever seen. And I said, I think there's a movie there. I don't know what it is. And he said, I don't know if she'll do a movie. She's, she kind of, you know, stays alone a lot. But I'll ask her. So, like, I, every so often, I went. I think I was doing Heartland. And so I, every so often I'd email him say, have you heard about mm-hmm. her? And no, I haven't heard. So I'm back home. I'm doing a portrait of somebody on the beach, and my phone rings. Ricky Lee Jones, oh my God. phoning me, and I said, oh my God. "Can I call you back?" <laughs> and uh, she said, "Yes, but call me soon. I'm inviting you to come to my birthday party this weekend. Yeah. Well, this was Friday, and she lives in New Orleans now. Oh my God. So anyway, I called her back. I couldn't go that weekend, but I said I will come in two weeks. So I, in two weeks, I went down there.
0: I love that, like, celebrity, like, just come to my birthday, yeah. really. Like, everybody's always got a private yeah. jet hanging. Yeah, for right. I,
1: just, I couldn't get a flight, actually, yeah. it was booked. And um, so I went down, and so I ended up going three times to New Orleans. I'm, I took Katie with me once. She was my assistant. I shot the whole thing myself. <clears throat> and then Michael, my son, who's also a musician, yes. came the next time. So it was great. So I figured, well, I'm just paying for this movie. We may as well, like, make it like a holiday. So it, it was incredible, just incredible. She was so open and giving, and I basically captured the recording of her album, The Other, the Other Side of Desire, was the name of it, right. 60, yes. The Other Side of Desire, right, yes. and, um, you know, it's. A, I think it's a beautiful film, it almost got nominated for a Grammy Award, I almost got nominated for a Grammy Award this year, it was like right, on the, yeah. right up to the last strokes we got knocked off. But it's a it's a great film, I think, and it's on Amazon and it's on iTunes and
0: And that's a diversion too, right? Like you're do your exercise. My first difference.
1: film was a documentary film. The one that I got into the film center with was right. a documentary film about a musician named Wayne Pronger. It was called Uphill in a Wheelchair and yes. he was country western wrote country and western songs and there was a guy that sang his songs for him because he couldn't speak. Really. Like his, his voice would you had to have subtitles under him in the movie. Right. And that movie was in Tiff. And that's how I got into the film center, and so it's full circle. I realized it felt like full circle. Yeah, because I hadn't, hadn't wanted to do a documentary film at all. But I feel like
0: documentaries, you have to really want to do it because it's not something that. Well, you... it was
1: cool, and I was fascinated by her, and we became yeah. very good friends. So it was, you know, it was it was great. So over a year, I just went there three times. I went to L. A. She was performing in L. A went to Montreal went on the bus from Montreal to Toronto where they literally sleep on shelves which I yeah. didn't know like, like those weird shelves yeah.
0: but like, where you like, can't roll over you roll no, off
1: no it's like <laughs> and I don't
0: I don't even know how I got up out there drink, and that I, and, looks super fun right Well, but you an thought an adult, it would be like fun. what yeah.
1: she had a room in the back but like all the bands so everybody just sits up in the front of the bus and like literally you had to like cram yourself in I don't yeah. know and they go all over I, I don't know how does that make you want to
0: do documentaries more no not really
1: that's a, no, that's it was great, like... and that was good. I love drama, though. I yeah. do. I don't. Documentaries are hard because you don't have any. You have to just let the story unfold.
0: Well, right?
1: I, yeah, no, that's a, that. That's not true either. You kind of know where you want the story to go, or you plan it out, and then you ask the questions. Right. That, in a way. And then you don't know if they're going to lead you. That's but you what know I mean, what you, like, you, you don't know. What you, probably like you when you're interviewing people, too, right? You don't, yeah. you don't know if they're going to be duds or not, right? I don't
0: really know what I'm doing. I just want to let you Well, you're just talking, you me, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So,
1: but that's kind of what she and I did. Yeah. You know, we just talked, and then her daughter, can't Katie, when Katie came, her daughter came, and then we went to Lafayette, and we went to this place where there's, you know, great music and dance, the step dances and stuff together. We, we
0: had a great time. So... It feels like in that case that probably really benefited you to be a woman. Like I think a,
1: it. I think in many cases it has benefited me. You yeah. Know, to tell you the truth, even when I was a photojournalist. Like how? Because I was taking pictures of Trudeau, the first Trudeau, and the first um, Trudeau, yeah. You know, Rennie Levesque and all those guys. I was, I was on the road with politicians, and I was, or or any any type of job, it was a line of men and me. I've got a picture. I should show you just, you know, a line of men and me. So people. Oh, who's that? So you the the picture would be towards my camera to the point of pissing a lot of the guys off, where they try and put their camera like in front of me and yeah, stuff like that. Right, 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 yeah. But so I don't think it's hurt me to tell you the truth. I mean, maybe hurt me. I probably could have had more TV shows, but now I'm. I also start when I did Katie. When we did Long Story Short, Katie wanted me to direct them all. And I thought, why would I direct a web series? And then she said, this will make you really cool, Mom, if you direct this. <laughs> and that's what happened. Yeah. I realized... What but it's a, start- genre, right? well, like, it's a whole other whole genre, right? Well, it's a whole other genre, but once we did that, it was so successful. It was the first thing Katie had written. She starred in it. She won the screen. The screen for acting. We got nominated in London at the Raindance Film Festival for Best Web Series before it was even anywhere in Europe. Right. And um, it was very successful. And then people started coming to us saying, what else do you have? Which is why we've now started our company. Right after that, started developing TV shows and stuff. So, and so that's I a lot of muscle too, like
0: developing TV shows. Yeah, right? but I'm
1: no—I know, know. I mean, I am a producer. I produced yeah. a lot of stuff. So it is. But I mean, I'm now writing on Katie's coattails for sure. Like right. Katie is such a talent. I feel Her writing like you guys have
0: have coattails in tandem. I'm kind of mm, like you. I feel like you're I not. I guess writing. so.
1: We're a good. We're a good team yeah. because she's the young, hip person with you know all the. It's exciting, and I'm the 30 years of experience, right? But you're also charged so,
0: by it. Like, don't yeah. take away like the fact that you've been 30 years in this industry, but you're still mm-hmm. jazzed by it. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's not like, yeah, but like I guess as oh, being this a... old thing. I'm yeah, going to just go no, do that Yeah, again. like, no, not at but all. Like, like, look at you having a great And if I was Sudbury. like that, I,
1: would, I, would, I wouldn't Quit. do it anymore. Yeah. I would it's
0: not a job to you. Like, it's no. a passion. Uh, no. And I so was, I don't tell anyone,
1: but I would do it for no money, and i probably will end up doing it for no money on this movie. Right. But yeah. um, I think the combo of Katie and I and our company is good because, uh, you know, people know, okay, Katie is cool and young, but I they'll know it'll happen because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've, I've got so much
0: experience. It's great. So. And there is, as I said, like I think you've got a really cool family dynamics about everything, obviously, yeah, it stems my from son's, your parents.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would say so. Yeah. yeah, I would say so. It's, it's always felt very loved, you know?
0: Yeah. So you yeah. never felt like... Um, Pulled back, or like I remember seeing an interview with you, and you're like, it's harder as a woman to be a director. Do you still oh, absolutely!
1: That? It's well, it's harder because, um, well, because because you have to prove yourself. I don't know if men have to prove themselves quite as much, and I don't know. There are certain DPs that'll, you'll say, I want. This is what I want, and then you'll go away, and they'll do something else, and then then there's the dilemma: Do I take the time to make them reset up the shot when I don't have a lot of time to finish the day, but I need to I need to be the boss? Mm-hmm. So there, you know, there's all that stuff. How do you deal with depends. that? It depends.
0: It depends on how how much time
1: I have. So somebody. It ha- doesn't happened that much, but it has happened.
0: Probably not anymore, because you're Gail Harvey. But like in the early days, if somebody yeah. blatantly said, like, didn't follow your. Um, direction, whether it's a crew member or something, because you're a woman, how would you deal with that?
1: Mm. Well, I'm pretty honest and open and blunt. I would say I'm blunt. Mm-hmm. Katie's always kicking me under the table. <sighs> my right? mom used
0: to do that. Too. Did she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but and then she kicked my father. And he'd like, Ann, why do you keep kicking me? Yeah, I'm like no, come on, don't you understand? I uh, get with but, the program. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we do that now to Katie, make fun of her, but. Um, She's right. I'm, I'm. Sometimes I say I am too blunt, I yeah. would say. But I, I, I've never lost. I said I don't yell at people in front of people. I've taken people aside. Yeah. I said, look. You know, but you take them, I take them aside. Yeah. And I also believe that if someone's not doing their job, you know, you talk to them a few times. If it doesn't happen, you have to get rid of that person because it's like a team, a crew. Because if someone's not pulling their weight, everybody else has to work harder. And that's not fair. Yeah. So I don't like slackers. Yeah. I really don't like slackers. That's
0: though. my favorite thing about our industry is the pulling together of your team. Yes. And when it's a good team, it's yes. magical. It's amazing. And when it's that one person, you're like, oh, get rid of them. And there's always guy. like, yeah. Or you have to pull them up. Like yeah. as you said, take them aside. Take say them like, aside and talk to them. Hey, let's like, get into this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I do that. Um, I'm a good manager, I would say. Yeah. For people and groups
0: of stuff. I feel like everything through your life. Has given you the skills of being the director you are.
1: I would, yeah, I guess so. I guess it all adds up, right? Yeah. Everything that you do, it all kind of course of piles. Like up. It's, like like a bri- it's like building
0: a building, right. you know, bricks, yeah. top bricks, whatever. You're a pretty yeah. together building, yeah. I have. Uh, well, we, we. I want to wrap it up a little bit, but um, okay. I want to talk about things that inspire you. Mm-hmm. So things that we can inspire other people with. Like, um, is there a book that you've just read that you are charged about? Um.
1: Well, I, I would say uh, Linwood Barclay's Never right. Saw It Coming. That's and all you're thinking series, I've been reading all his books. I'm reading a lot of his books. Yeah. Um, Great. L- lots of books. That's okay. I read a That's lot. Okay. I don't have enough time right now to read. I haven't been reading a lot lately.
0: You need to hire books. a reader. I think um, it's called audiobooks. But, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. so when you're traveling. Yeah. Um, what about um, the latest movie or TV show that you're in so on? So many
1: amazing TV shows now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I, right now... I'm watching The Crown. I know, and I loved Grace and Frankie. I, I like, yes,
0: I, I, yes. But John Lithgow and The Crown. Oh, John Lithgow's oh, incredible it's in so the Crown. good. There's so
1: many shows I just don't have time to watch them. Yeah, I just try I just watched the latest Girls episodes. Love it. Yeah, I think I haven't was seen the breaking, yet. actually. Yeah, yeah I Girls. Seen that. I really do think that was 100.
0: percent But I yeah. think it was groundbreaking not only for what they put on camera, but for the, the way she did it. Yes. Like yeah, I've ever heard there was a quote in a in an article of sorts, and she said that um, that she would get notes from network, and she would just go, "Oh no, thank you." And I was like, "That's such a great confidence, yeah, but of your vision." Like, of course, you have to take notes from. But your, she's also got what's his name as her exec producer, you know. Um,
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> just a minute, I'll look that up. Oh no. Anyway, he's a tough guy, right? And I'm sure that it wasn't just, oh, I'm not taking
0: your notes. I mean, that might just be. No, I think she was able. You know? I think it's the confidence in her vision that I am yes. so in admiration yes. of. I agree. And I'm sure she has doubts. We all have doubts about our vision, but she's able to push she's, through with she's it. She's a very, she's really cool,
1: very talented person. Yeah. I think okay, I'm just looking. Um,
0: oh, you don't have to say you're looking at. We could have just pretended that we remembered it. You're going to say it, and I'm going to feel yeah, so yeah. awful. <laughs> it's taking me forever oh to find gosh. it. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'll asking you. Uh, the other one is music. Is there anything, any music or like visual art that you've seen recently that is
1: amazing? Well, my son has a new album coming out. It's incredible. It's called Gray Shades. I listen. I swear to God, I listen to it almost every day. I- it's amazing. He says. What does it do? Writer. What are
0: your What's your hit from it?
1: Well, a I can't. I, I'm not surprised that he's so talented, but it's so deep the stuff that he's written. And I would say he he said he'd like to be known as a uh, Bob Dylan and Kanye West had a baby. <laughs> so it's kind that's of that's like pretty that. great. But but he was Leonard Cohen ish kind right. of stuff.
0: But he's a hip hop artist. So and was there stuff that came out in his music that you're like I didn't know that about my son?
1: I know a lot about my son. It feels it's like that, you guys but, are pretty But close. the way it's written is. Like it's incredible, and actually, the opening of the album, he had
0: me sing a lullaby that I wrote for them. You're gonna cry every time you listen to that. You're gonna <laughs> cry right know. now. That's I'm amazing. Cry now. Okay, and um, what about any podcasts or? I don't um, really. I mean, Katie podcast? sends me
1: podcasts and listen to this, listen to this. Mm-hmm. So I have listened to
0: some, but she she's a podcast. person yeah.
1: I don't have time.
0: No. You know, I rarely have time to. So what's the thing you do when you have time when you're not on director mode? Uh...
1: Well, I go visit my mom, mm-hmm. I see my boyfriend, I you know, go for walks, I listen to music, cook dinners sometimes, yeah. you know, yeah. not too much. All feeding, right? All feeding. Yeah, right. all just trying to take care of myself. I go for, I love massages, mm-hmm. I love massages. I, I like, I think it's important to take care of yourself and have some alone time.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, What about, in closing, uh, what about some advice if anybody wants to live the life of a female? Or no, not a female director, just a director.
1: Well, it's probably easier, almost easier now to be a female director and get a job because I think that it's hard now to be a white male and get a job because everyone is now being, I guess, forced to hire directors of diversity. That includes women and ethnicities and stuff. But I just think, don't give up. And there's no excuse. I taught at Humber for, for one semester. And I used to say, you guys can like, make a movie with your phone. When I started, you had to... Like, I had people stealing film for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and stuff, 35mm film. And I don't know how I did it, quite frankly. But now, the world is your oyster. You can, you can do stuff yourself. Like, my son can record his songs like he can he can just yeah. record his songs right and and he's working with the guy he met at metalworks and they they work together they're a team and you know he does the mixes it's incredible what you can do on your own it's not easy there's lots of times now when I'm doing social media which is part of the job description I'm going, i liked it when other people marketed my I, things like yeah. I liked it when I, but you know what it's democratized everything filmmaking music you know there's well music you can't really make a lot of money but You can, if you build your career, you can build your own career. You don't, there's no gatekeeper Mm -hmm. anymore. And it's the same with film. If you can make a great short film, or if you can make even a feature film, feature films have been shot on iPhones. Tangerine is incredible. I don't know if you've seen it. Lots of amazing stuff. and And just do it. Yeah. You know, just do it. And I know Nike had it right. Well, they did. They
0: did. I know. But it's like you so can talk
1: about it. I So many people. There's always excuses of well, I can't and this, this, this. Like money, no, I don't have enough yeah, money. Yeah, there's to no this. excuse. Just, just no. Yeah. Do it. Write a script. If you're not a writer, find a writer that you can work with. There's people everywhere. Yeah. Put it on Kijiji. I don't know. Yeah. Like wake something. up an hour earlier. Uh, Facebook. Put it on Facebook. Looking for scripts. Yeah. You know, because you can. You could get. There's so many people that want to do it and want to be creative and. Just find a team, put it together, and just do it.
0: You're the best. I so enjoy talking with you. Thank you so much for coming and saying yes to this. It's so great. It was really great. It's so... um... And that's Gail Harvey. So, Follow her on Twitter to find out what she's doing next. She's got a couple of shows in development and coming out on CBC with her daughter, Katie Boland, who is equally a firecracker. We're going to have her on this show at some point for sure. Um, Follow her on Twitter at Gail Harvey 13. Uh, Give her a little bit of feedback. Tell her what you think of this interview and um, what you think of the work. Because one of the things with this firecracker department, I don't want to just talk to actors. Of course I do, because they're amazing. But I want to talk to directors and editors and um, casting directors and executives. I want to talk to everybody in our industry and um, find out what their journey has been. Because it's all inspiring. You should be charged. I hope you're super charged, because I am. And uh, let me know. Hashtag inspiration for the week. Let's spread the inspiration. Thank you so much for all your feedback and for listening and for liking and all that stuff. It really, really does help. And if you think, oh, I'm going to like this comment, but who cares? I care. It really matters a lot. At Firecracker Department, that's Twitter and uh, Instagram and of course our Facebook and website, but go make some comments. Thank you so much to the folks that are commenting, like Kathy and um, Elizabeth and uh, Paul. All those comments are really great, and I I love chatting with you online. Go on out there, you guys. Go get inspired, be inspiring, and have an amazing week. Thanks for listening to the Firecracker Department. Bye.